0: Murder. Man.
1: Howdy. Janine Jones on Murder Metal Mayhem. Y'all won't be hearing from Tex. He's shivering in his britches. Spreading faster than a case of the clap in a trailer court.
2: Able to shatter eardrums within a 666 mile radius. A podcast more brutal than all the rest.
3: It's Murder Metal, Metal!
2: Janine Jones, I don't know how they smuggled that audio out of the prison. Don't know how
0: she no text, but...
2: I don't know. Something's (laughs) up with her and text. Apparently some bad blood. All right, it is Tuesday, and we are throwing down a new murder metal mayhem. We are in Horns Eye Studios for the Horns Eye Podcast Network, guys. Episode 180 tonight. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, I was looking at the schedule, guys, and it looks like the fall... We will hit episode 200. So that's, uh, damn, Chris, that's that's a lot of episodes. That's, uh, never thought I'd get this far. No, <laughs> no. So got Chris and Joey in here, of course, with me. Man, the weather, guys, is pretty fucking dope. Awesome. Pretty fucking amazing. It's like 72, 73 today. Just absolutely perfect. Um, but the gas price is definitely not perfect. Not Holy perfect shit. at all. What the fuck, man? It cost no me 60 cold. bucks to fill up my truck. Or I'm gonna start rollerblading. Right? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's crazy. So saw so, that I meme mean,
0: like cocaine so or gas is so expensive cheaper to do cocaine and run everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, that's the <laughs> fucking truth. All right, what T-shirts we got on? Chris, what you doing over there? I uh, got uh, the Murder,
0: Meadow Mayhem skull hoodie and the, or, I'm sorry, the Murder Machine clothing <laughs> there skull you go. hoodie and, <laughs> and the Murder Machine clothing different skull T-shirt. Yeah.
2: Nice. Well, all those M's, you know. Right. <laughs> and we're, you know, we're in tight with Jason. I mean, we yeah, always hell, talk yeah. about his stuff. Great shit. So... I'm sure he doesn't mind being confused with <laughs> us, nope, and normal, likewise, I'm sure <laughs> we with him. So, Joey, what about you over there? It's a Disney yep. t-shirt, it looks like. I
1: got a compulsive mutilation shirt. Uh, the nice. back says, uh, happiness hangs on a meat hook in my basement. <laughs> but this is my buddy's band, Eric, and I wore this one because uh, I just released a fucking little uh, EP from this project we did called Chaotropic. I uh, just released that this week, but uh, one of the guys from Pulse Mutilation, he's in it. Oh, cool. But, uh, yeah, so go check that out. Very
2: cool. Very cool. And I, because we're doing Janine Jones tonight, <laughs> dying fetus. I come up with some dying fetus shit. Um, so, uh, subject to a beating subject on the back. Yeah. nasty as fuck. So, been jamming them today just because. So. All right. Last week, guys, we did another despicable fucking female in May. Um, yeah. Gruesome. Story of old Gertie Banashevsky. She just like, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for.
1: Just evil, Manipulative
2: man. and evil. Yeah. I mean, the stuff she did, a complete piece of shit from Indianapolis who tortured and killed a teenage girl. Sylvia Likens and Joey. I mean, the whole thing with the kids. Her kids were involved. Oh yeah, fucking neighborhood
1: kids. I mean, yeah, it's one of them fucking uh, horrible, weird ass cases. We talked about a couple of them. Yeah,
2: you know, and just that control, almost like a cult, like Jim Jones kind of figure to a degree. Oddly, (laughs) Indianapolis, Curtis Colt. Yeah, very very weird. Um, (laughs) So that was a good one. If you missed it. Um, Chris, you did your feature on an individual. Yeah, Eric yeah. Routon, cool.
0: man. Fucking Cannibal Corpse, Morbid Angel, Hate hey right. Eternal.
3: But yeah, yeah man.
2: fucking sick. That was a great idea, and it definitely has got my brain thinking yeah. of, Mom, maybe I'll try that. You know, with other uh, with other musicians, and, know, and if
1: people just started listening to the podcast, maybe in the last few episodes, I just want to clarify: we're not like big time women haters on this podcast. No. all the all of our may features have been women, right. so we're There's, not. If you just started, you oh, like, that's a good. You're point. like, man, why are these motherfuckers yeah, always Trust me, we're gonna get back to some bogus dudes. No, all three sure of do. us love women very much. Yeah, so. very much. yeah. No, we all have moms. And, no, it no, is it's funny because we do a whole fucking. Month just... Yeah,
2: because it's inspiring. Exactly. You know, we've done the dads for Father's Day, did, John yeah. List. I mean, we've done some good ones. Of course, most of them are men, so this is odd that May just seems to be our female month. Oh yeah, but uh, we're doing a nice palate cleanse next week. We'll talk about that. Uh, but episode one seventy nine, if you missed it, we did a great killer cage match and karaoke stuff and all the usual. So we were just passing nine hundred. Listened to that when I checked it earlier. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, tonight, though, we are closing out the this disgusting bitch. females with one more, Chris. This bitch, man. Really fucking evil bitch. All month we've been doing it. We're going to the state of Texas. Texas and doing the case of the murdering nurse, old Janine
0: Jones. Yeah, normally we do have Tex in here with us, but as Janine said, he's too scared of her
2: that's to right. be on the podcast right now. So <laughs> that's why Tex isn't with us on this Texas but We're going to have yeah. Tex
1: with us in spirit. That's
2: right. Well, to be honest, and I know that, you know, we, we talk about Tex like he's some sort of mythic figure, and I guess in ways he is. You know, but the thing is, legitimately, Tex is on that manhunt, Man, searching for that looking for that escaped murders. inmate, the yeah. one you've been hearing about on the news. He is part of that group. So he is literally like hunting this dude down. I can't wait to eventually talk to him about it. But. That's why he's not here, is he is literally in the woods. They're right, yeah. going through with dogs and doing all sorts of stuff. So It's like that game hunter Killer, but real life. Right. So, Tex, <laughs> buddy, I hope you're safe and uh, that you guys get to come home soon because, yeah, that sucks. They still have not caught him as of uh, today. So it's been, what, going on a week and a yeah, half maybe? So yeah. that's fucked up, but that's why Tex isn't here. But this case is so awful. I mean, we're talking about possibly up to 60 infants she murdered in the 70s and 80s when she was working at two different hospitals in the San Antonio so area.
0: So, like, that's your target go-to? Like, Yeah,
2: I mean, so, so awful, so sad. So anyway, that's why Tex is not here, even though he's the one that suggested this topic. Right. So anxious to to do it. Yep. And I know he's not here, but he was definitely pumped to hear what we do with it so uh joey you got the horns tonight I what's, your, what's horns. your plan dude uh,
1: i'm keeping it in illinois again as i do that a lot but uh yeah i'm gonna go a little bit more underground with our buddies band crotch ripper uh from the quad cities here on the fucking west side of illinois fuck yeah so i'm gonna do that plus i did an interview with uh alex from crotch ripper and you all be able to hear all that too Awesome. Very, yeah. very cool.
2: And that'll be, uh, we're playing a piece of it tonight, and then the full interview will be tomorrow. I think it's like 30 minutes, something like that. Right. Uh, that was great. Um, I listened to pieces of it.
0: I listened to the whole thing today. Was, did, yeah, you so you, to you, did you listen to the whole thing? Yeah. I
2: usually do when it comes out. Yeah. Because uh, it's like I've been removed from it for a few days. Right. But, uh, yeah, I always like to hear them all because I always learn stuff, you know, and Alex is a really cool oh, guy. yeah, so for sure. I'm sure it, it turned Fools. out awesome. And, Chris, yeah. you got a Lost I Classic got a lost tonight. Lost Classic, yeah. And so we'll do all that in the metal segment. Very, very cool. And some updates on Full Terror Assault. Maybe we could bring that up, too. That's yeah. Cool.
1: Talk about fucking, uh, we'll, we'll bring a little update on Full Terror and on yeah. fucking uh, the Tampa Death Fest.
2: Yeah, fuck yeah. All right, killer cage match tonight, guys. That's when we get our listeners to provide some random numbers on our Facebook page. To decide who's fighting and what they're fighting with and Chris. Yeah, we got our listeners right you.
0: here. We got uh Christy Gran, we got Gummo Wallbacon. What up, homie? Oh yeah. And we got Rebecca Boomsock. Always always. <laughs> always Rebecca.
2: Oh Ray, I noticed Ray McFalls isn't on here, old dangling furry or furry, be. whatever you want to he say. He tried, him. but he was busy. He was busy, I guess. So anyway, um, so yeah, those three. Thank you guys very much. Fuck yeah! And got a good one going down in the cage tonight, Joey. Another familiar face we've seen him recently.
3: Yeah,
1: in the fucking uh, in the cage match, we definitely have seen Mister fucking Jeffrey Dahmer from Milwaukee. Oh yeah, but he's gonna be going up against somebody we haven't seen, and that's the fucking mob hitman, Whack Whack.
2: Fuck whack, yeah, whack. man! Definitely <laughs> brutal. I looked up his picture on Googled it. Because I just needed a visual. He's yeah. pretty it. fucking mean looking. Yeah. Definitely would not want to fuck with a whack whack. He's in the Danbury prison, um, there over there by where CK was living. Yep. But uh, anyway, so that'll be interesting. I don't know if Dahmer stands a chance with a dude named Whack dude, Whack, dude, no
0: way, man. But you
2: know, Chris, with the objects, unless yeah, the no variable, and maybe Dahmer's just thinking like Whack Whack, like like <laughs> Whack me off, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His eyes might have lit up there, <laughs> right, exactly, but. All right, we're going to do that, of course, in the Mayhem segment, so you guys
1: stay tuned for that. This should be the last week of Chris with no teeth. But yeah.
2: That's right. <laughs> that's his new teeth tomorrow, so that's awesome. Be all smiling like a boy band over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ding! We got, we got a sponsor uh, for this month. Oh, this yeah. is their last week. We want to say thanks again to Blasphemation Awesome. From Tampa, some death grind, nastiness. Uh, they got... Uh, That uh, new full-length album coming out, Phantasmagore Beyond Strange, it's... uh you know, very, very badass. We've been playing some cuts from that. Hell and yeah. also, Joey, they're part of a big show coming up.
1: Yeah, they're the behind the big Tampa Death Fest that goes on a brass mug down there. Nice. And uh, that's going to be in September. And I'll, I'll give a little more info on who's on the bill tonight since it's the last week for their sponsor.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Friday, September 30th to Sunday, October 2nd. So looking forward to those details, Joey. We'll do that in metal. So, very, very cool. A lot of bands on that bill, including uh, blasphemation. All right. Thanks to all you fuckers out there listening to us. We appreciate it. We had a good week here, just coming in around 2,600. So, thank you to Hell everybody, yeah. everybody you that does listen. Really, yeah. really cool. Isle of Man is number nine in the country's listening to murder metal mayhem. <laughs> Isle of Man. Isle of Man. Right. Dude, I don't know exactly where that is. But I have no idea. Remote place. Thanks, but yeah. Th- thanks for all you to, out of Isle of Man. Yeah. Thanks. Is I don't it, know how many listeners like, there
1: are. Like ISLE. Yeah. And then just man. Man. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm going yeah. to see what pops up right now. Yeah. You're going <laughs> to check
2: that. But on the cities.
1: Oh, it's between England and Ireland. Okay. All right. right so on. maybe not
2: so remote. Um and yeah, we've been coastline. doing a lot of UK stuff here lately yeah. with bands and
1: Joanne Dennehy, So that's it's, cool. it's known for its rugged coastline, medieval castles, and rural landscape. Rural. Fuck yeah, dude, cranking some <laughs> fucking murder metal man. Yeah, so definitely some place I'd like to check out. Yeah, that might be kind of cool. So, uh, so yeah,
2: so that's uh, always interesting. And Phoenix has been dominating in the the listens uh, for cities. They were number two right behind Chicago. Oh, so yeah. Phoenix, Toledo still on there. Um, 419. just really cool to see all the different listeners and where they're from. Definitely. Indianapolis, maybe because of Gertie. Richard, yeah. Uh we see a, a big uptick in Indianapolis too. So thank you. All right. Well, we got a lot on our plate tonight, guys. Heading down south to the great state of Texas. And let's see if yes, we can sir. find any nurses that are killing infants before they fucking do it so we can stomp their fucking Man, ass. Yeah, fuck fucking buck that bitch. Let's get our infant side on.
4: Wow. I'm on a pumpkin, give a bacteria. I'm not a parasite that's on dog. They blow the goggles, that's sick, but I'm I've got humanity, it's maggot faster.
2: <laughs> Getting fucking nasty with a little jungle rat. Fuck yeah, Wisconsin. Hell yeah. Their album A Call to Arms comes out or just came out. Uh very, very kick-ass. That was the song Maggot Infested. And those guys are getting ready to go on tour with internal bleeding. Oh, yeah. It's Sounds like my sick. lunch. <laughs> so, Magnum. That's my lunch. Yeah, yeah they
1: got go. some fucking badass shows set up along that. Some oh, fucking- yeah.
2: So very, very cool. Uh, we had uh, Jimmy, of course, from Jungle Rot on a while back. So definitely support those guys. And go check out that new one, A Call to Arms. Now, tonight we're going to be doing the story of the killer nurse, Janine Jones, known as the Angel of Death. The only other person I know of called the angel of death would be Joseph Mengele, the piece of shit Nazi fucking maniac. But the Slayer wrote the song
1: about him, not her. That's right. Right, Exactly. the (laughs) fact that
2: she shares a nickname with that piece of shit puts her in a fucking stratosphere that very few could fucking occupy. For real, man. That's fucked up. But we're talking about a pediatric nurse in the San Antonio area who is possibly responsible for the murder of as many as 60 infants under her care by, I mean, some devious shit, injecting them with massive doses of medication that did all sorts of horrible shit to these kids. In some cases, we're talking about excessive bleeding. Um Others, paralysis. I mean, really heinous stuff. In some cases, fucking death. And yeah, in many cases, (laughs) death. So this is just absolutely terrible. A nurse doing this to patients (laughs) and the fact that they're infants just makes it that much fucking worse. Terrible. Chris, now this one reminds me, and I'm sure both of you as well, Jane Toppin. We just did this one not long ago, another nurse. But we're not talking about babies with Jane Toppin, but do you see a lot of similarities between the two i mean they were uh easy victims for
0: them in both ways and uh right and as far as like janine like the thought in your head like i guess like the one of the reasons she was doing it was for attention right like so like that's why and they were easy victims they couldn't talk back or right anything they couldn't defend themselves in any kind of fucking way at all true so that makes it really fucked up
2: yeah, because Jane Toppin was with mostly elderly, elderly people, people. Not right. all, but a lot of them were elderly. Right. But Janine Jones, like you said, Chris, the defenseless, the fucking infants. Yeah. In intensive care at that. You right. Know? So they were touch and go. Now, Joey, what do you think about this one with our true crime fans? Is this going to be a name that very many people are going to pick out? I don't know if this one's, uh, I
1: don't know if this one's as fucking known. I don't think so at all. <clears throat> now I think. It's a possibility if people are really into true crime, they might have run across and heard. Sure. Or especially
2: our Texas listeners. Yeah, but man, no.
1: Whenever uh, whenever I saw we were doing this one, I was like, man, I really got to fucking dig into it and find out what's going on because, you know, aside from the generalization that she killed some people, that's all. Exactly.
2: Exactly. You know, but. Yeah, so Tex was the one that told me about Hell it, yeah. and I watched the documentary, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this would be brutal. That's why Tex is here in spirit. That's right, that's <laughs> right, even though he's shaking in his britches. <laughs> yeah. um, she's one of the worst when it comes to killer nurses, and, you know, as nurses, we've talked about this before with mothers, you know, people like this their care is in our hands especially a nurse so that trust factor is just it's huge is huge exactly and when it's abused that makes it that much fucking worse right, it's man. like you you're literally here supposed to be taking care of people Right, and you're doing, doing that this terrible shit that you're doing yeah for attention like joey said so similar to doctors of course we did just recently christopher dunch the yep, old yep. Uh, Doctor Death himself. Harold Shipman is definitely one that needs to be done. Right, for sure. Uh, Fucked up stories of him with being a doctor doing shit to kill his patients. I think it's crazy the way between
0: Janine and Dunch is like how they kept going from place to place place place.
2: with like yeah yeah there was glowing recommendations almost yeah it's fucked up. So, Janine Jones is born in San Antonio in 1950 and immediately given up for adoption. So,
1: you're like, eh, no. Yeah. uh, (laughs) You're going to do some fucked up shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be associated with that.
2: (laughs) Uh, She was adopted to a wealthy family, though, with three other adopted kids uh, the adoptive parents, Dick and Gladys Jones. Uh, So, she wasn't born Janine Jones, uh, but nonetheless, that's who she is raised by in this huge mansion, just outside San Antonio city limits. Beautiful gardens, a swimming pool, fucking tennis courts. I mean, this Living is it up, dude. fucking doing it up for sure. All the fixins. Move a move a movie stuff. Got that Joel Osteen money exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Joel Osteen. Uh, Dick Jones owned the shady nightclub though, the Kit Kat Club. Definitely sounds like a strip joint. Well, yeah. uh, Illegal gambling going on there. So definitely not the optimal situation no, for a no. dad's job when you're raising a family.
1: Kick hat Club sounds like a place I would play gore monger show at. <laughs> It does. It does. I could see
2: Low 12 playing yeah, there. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, yeah. So definitely a, a shady type situation here. Now, Chris, old Dick Jones is having some problems with the Kit Kat Club. He had to sell it. That's
0: yeah, because he had fucking gambling issues of his own. He was right? in fucking debt. Like a motherfucker on all kinds of people money and shit. So what is he has this strange idea, man? Let's turn this, tear this mansion down and build a fucking trailer park,
2: boys. No, the mansion was staying. He was oh, just doling out some of the that's property. Right, that's what it
0: was. And he's like trailer parking it, and then trying to put like a like some kind of fancy restaurant in the middle of the trailer park too. Like nobody, <laughs> why would you put a, re, a nice fancy restaurant in the middle of the park, yo? Yeah, like, and on. it's like you have this
2: beautiful place, and you're gonna put a trailer court on the property. I, I mean, mean, it's just. I weird. I'd fucking chill. Fuck yeah, dude.
0: I mean, I'd do it. Fuck it. It
1: seems like everything you're saying could be lyrics for a song by Old Dick Jones.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: old Dick Jones. So just a strange
2: situation here. So Janine is much closer to her father and often battled with her mother. But, you know, teenagers will do that. Uh, she's in conflict with her older sister, believing that her mother favored her. Uh, Janine would like to go on car rides with her dad because after he got out of the Kit Kat Club, he started the billboard business, buying up land and putting up billboards. And so she would go out on these scouting missions with them to look for new places. Hell yeah! And she enjoyed that
0: road, trip. Trip. Yeah, the road beers. trip
2: with dad. Uh, she entered high school in 1965. Uh, she would show signs of some personality flaws, like trying to outwork everybody, um, you know, talking about how she, you know, uh, you know, being that she was smarter than everybody else. Those
0: people, you got to one up me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Worked
2: harder, you know, always like over the top working super hard, piss people off. So she is just very combative. She's not a very pleasant person. She's like, I can kill more babies than you just wait. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) Hold my fucking beer. (laughs) Um, She becomes a bit of an outcast amongst her classmates. You know, nobody wants to be around some bitch like this. Um, Another one of those common things that we see with the features here, they're kind of loner types, you know. I think in this case, though, she was so difficult that nobody wanted to be around her. Fucking
0: narcissistic. Oh, yeah, big time. About herself, even so young, dude. Yeah,
2: and oddly insecure at the same time. So it's like insecure, but like super all about herself.
1: Chris, say narcissistic and insecure. Narcissistic, insecure. <laughs> With his teeth. That's pretty good. He's picking on him all the time.
2: <laughs> He's doing good. Getting the t- well, teeth tomorrow, What the man. fuck, man? <laughs> I don't get give a teeth shit. Coming. We're not going to fucking get
0: it anymore. <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> don't lose these, okay? Um,
2: I read that she was a pathological liar, um, you know, because she is, you know, exhibiting all these things, and the pathological lying doesn't make it any better. And she is definitely you know, planting some seeds for a real fucking break from fucking reality here and doing some psychotic shit. And one of the stories she told, I saw that she was related to Mickey Dolan's of the Monkees. It's kind of an odd <laughs> random thing. I didn't see that. That's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, she's doing crazy shit. Like she's challenging her male classmates to drag race. With her dad's El Camino, fuck so yeah, dude, fucking you get that smoking
1: out. She's just monkeying around, fuck yeah. that's right, oh, yeah. jamming yeah. the monkeys
2: on the <laughs> stereo. Um, that's my bro, man. Um, she was reckless though, and she won a lot because she was just fearless. Uh, <laughs> right, you
1: can't fucking talk shit
2: if you're winning. You know, that's right, that's right. So Janine turned sixteen. Her younger brother was fucking around, making pipe, pipe bombs. bombs. I read it, read that twice. And one of them went off. This motherfucker's like suicide bomber shit. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Metal shards going into his head and fucking kill him. So, Chris, I mean, what the fuck kind of household is this that Tommy is in the back fucking bedroom making a fucking pipe bomb? I'm not going to lie to you. I fucking,
0: like, got some some gunpowder one time and was like, how do I make a bomb with this shit? I I
1: fucking put some shit together. You remember my, my pipe bomb story? your pipe bo- no whenever we went to springfield and i was playing cripples to make mail fao and do oh yeah, blew yeah his hands off with the fucking pipe oh bomb yeah that's right making mortar you know wow. it's like you've got all the fireworks in the fucking world why
0: you want to build a fucking pipe bomb? right and
1: there's yeah. kids like oh my god it was such a bad situation that's to so st- bad yeah, yeah that
0: doesn't seem like very safe house if your kid's just
2: around making
1: no, pipe bombs. And- no,
2: just not good. I don't know how young he was, but she was 16, so he's obviously younger than her.
1: But yeah, he gets killed by building a fucking pipe bomb. I mean, it's not that fucking dangerous. The fucking Columbine kids made pipe bombs, put them all over the place, and they didn't do shit with them. Exactly. That's true.
2: That's true. <laughs> yeah, it
1: does. Um, but Janine seems to milk
2: the attention that she got in school over his death and kind of Sets the stage for what she'd wind up doing later on, which is just absolute atrocity. Uh, Tragedy would strike again. Her father dies of cancer in 1968. And Janine would slip in and out of depression, and she wants to marry the the school delinquent, Crystal, dropout Jimmy. <laughs> fuck yeah, man. Her mo- mother refused to give her permission. <laughs> dropout Jimmy. Go out figure. Jim.
1: That's going to be my next voice idea.
2: Dropout Jimmy. <laughs> um, yeah, dropout Jimmy made it good, though. He got the fuck away from her. Um, You know, she needed, though, her mother's permission to marry him at the age she was in Texas. But once she graduated from high school, she goes and marries old Jimmy, ends up in the trailer park (laughs) on the property. So that's fucking special. Yeah. Yeah, So that's kind of crazy. But, you know, if her mom wouldn't have fucking allowed it at all, you know, the kid might have been still in the trailer at least. Not in a fucking cell It fucking She prison. had to learn that, that lesson the hard way. I guess. Yeah, there'd be those kids still alive. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So Janine does marry old Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy's playing around, acting the fool, drinking all the time. He winds up joining the Navy. But while he's in basic, Janine cheats on him multiple times, yeah. continually striving for attention. I she loved
0: that. talking about sex, too, apparently. Yeah, apparently,
2: yeah. She told all sorts of
1: inappropriate
2: jokes. Yeah, like all the time, type. yeah.
1: She got that sickness for dick. <laughs> <laughs> a bitch be
2: high on semen. <laughs> they, they did have a son, but in 1974, they wind up getting divorced, and she has him on her own as a single mom. So Joey the hits just keep on coming, because now her
1: brother dies, yeah. another brother. Testicular cancer this time, 1976, yeah. and then... She's already got the one kid by herself now. Right. Gets pregnant again. Not good. Um, But, I mean, you know, not everything's bad because she was still, like, career fucking oriented. Right. At the she, moment. Yeah, and she stayed on the fucking path and went through a fucking uh, nursing school. Yeah. She graduated as an LVN. So, you know vocational nurse not just registered nurse so well the, the registered nurse is a one up right you get that. more money for that yeah so but
2: still though she did the lvn yeah and so she's a licensed vocational nurse so that's awesome like chris said at the time you know she had a good you know let's get a get, education oh, right, exactly. so i can provide for these that way i babies. can kill
0: babies and nobody will know that's right i mean she right. didn't kill her babies. yeah either. she yeah. didn't that's yeah, that's, that's kind of tough. interesting
2: um, Janine would brag to the other nurses that she could give a fly in IV. So. Well, these
0: motherfuckers at the fucking goddamn plasma clinic can't do dude, shit. Dude. Show, show, beat that, <laughs> bro. I went and fucking donated fucking Friday. Oh god, dude, look at that shit. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! Wow, I'll <laughs> well, take Looks a picture like of and put it on the fucking. has been
1: beaten up on <laughs> you, man.
0: dude. For real, like that's I woke up, up Saturday, like what the fuck, Stephanie man? Stephanie does that's IVs
1: good. and shit. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Let me get a picture. <laughs> I got to send this to her."
2: Yeah, that's funny. They're really good at the VA, man. It's like every time, first time, boom. Yeah. Man, they're really good. Um. So, yeah, so she's bragging about this. But, I mean, legitimately, she was really good at doing IVs to infants, which has got to be tough. But she's not making friends at nursing Fuck either. No. I mean, everybody dislikes her. She's at this good Methodist hospital, though. Like, Chris, you were saying with Christopher Dunch, seems to land the good jobs because right. she comes from the school. She's got good grades. Boom,
0: fucking talk herself up. Well, yeah. really yeah, on paper,
2: looking really good. on
0: paper, looking fucking,
1: game. also, like him, she was really professional and good towards the patients. Right. But behind that, she's crass as fuck. Right. right
2: exactly. Yeah. When everybody was looking, she was really top shelf. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So San Antonio is where she is. 1977 only takes it seven months before she gets fired. Her employer was unhappy, was happy with her at first. Cause like you said, she was very enthusiastic but then she's making some really weird decisions and definitely going beyond what she should have been doing. And so, you know, without that authority, so they had to let her go. Uh, but the final straw was a heart patient that accused her of being rude to him. <laughs> and instead of just leaving, she gets into a fucking argument. <laughs> this poor bastard has a fucking other heart attack. Yeah, like... He survived, but right now, like, what the fuck? you know, <laughs> Like, but, not the guy to be arguing with, right. the guy that's a fucking heart patient. So, yeah, she makes a huge fucking scene, confronts the patient, causing him to be fucking sedated to avoid a second heart attack. So, fucked up. Um, You know, and at the time she lucks out, there's this shortage of nurses, which there seems to always be. Uh, Janine would have no problem finding a job. Um, She winds up getting her tubes tied, probably a good call, to avoid having any more kids than the two she's already got. Now she lands another good job Chris with the University of Texas Medical School in Bear County Hospital. Bear. So, now it is weird Bear County is actually spelled B E X A R but it's pronounced Bear and I know that when we did the Joe Ball episode I'm pretty sure I kept saying Bexar County. So for you Texans out there I'm sorry I didn't realize it. But I know that I was saying it that way. But it is spelled that way. Bexar. But it's bear. So whatever that means. Chris, this job, though, would set the stage for her in a very specialized infant intensive yeah, care unit. fucking pick you. So very, very, uh, you know, serious stuff. And, you know, here, though, she gets to play God, and that's um, fucked she, up. She,
0: whenever, as you'll see, like any of her patients, she, like feels like she is in total control of that over the doctors, over fucking the right. family, everything. It's all about her and what she's doing. Yes. Like 100%.
2: Oh, yeah. She's way too involved coming in when yeah. she's not even supposed to be there. Right. Shit like that. And Joey, one of the nurses who was training with Janine to deal with sensitive issues in a ward with these critical infants had major concerns about her because... You know, she would get, like, crazy
1: upset when somebody died. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's a couple ways to look at that. It's like you got to look at her, and if she's going to act like that, it's like, okay, well, you got to maintain better if you're going to be in this professional environment. Right. So are they looking at her like that? Or is it to her, she was, like, fucking putting on a good show uh, how much she cared about these infants and how much it bothered her. Because she knew that she was really heartless and she was gonna end up taking their lives. Yeah. So to make herself look like one way so that they, she wasn't perceived that way, you know.
2: That's a very good possibility. Yeah, it's it's it weird, but yeah,
1: life. she had issues that she couldn't control her emotions, uh, with the critical parts with the infants and they were worried right about her composure. So right. I don't know like I said, I don't know which way, but Right. That's a good point. So she always
0: liked to like Come in and try to play the hero when she did save Oh him. yeah, oh like, yeah. She come in like, oh shit, like after she already drugged these kids. It's yes.
2: like,
0: I did this. Look exactly. what I did. Fuck yeah. That's yeah. like and the- I think
1: Jane Toppin was like right. that too. Yeah, they got that fucking thing where they crave like after this horrible event. There's attention that's garnered to them because right. right. they form or saved another. this baby. You know? Yeah, and they love.
2: Meanwhile, that. she's the one that put yeah, him, right you
1: put the baby him in that in fucking peril, situation
0: yeah. anyway.
2: Exactly. So Janine is impressing her supervisor. She works super hard. Her willingness to work that busy shift, which was 3 to 11. The death shift. Really good. Yeah, that's what they were calling it yeah. because of her. Um, she They're was really good at shift. starting IVs, though, which are tough, I'm sure, with the size that they are. Uh, the doctor in charge of that intensive care unit was very concerned about her ability to control her emotions. Uh but he was also encouraging her to go back to school to get her R N. So right, that's tough. That my mother in law is a retired R N and man, that's that's some tough stuff, man, to get through that school. I mean, right. that's no joke. My uh, aunt
0: and my cousin both are.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah. I think you've mentioned that yeah. before. I mean, I just nothing but, you know, the nurses out there are just fucking amazing, honestly. Hell yeah. Uh, She was getting too attached to the patients, and she would often stay past her shift, like I was saying, because they thought that they needed her, or she thought that they needed her. Um, The others are telling her to go home. Uh, There's another instance where she showed up at 5 a.m.
0: Drunker than shit.
2: Drunk as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: who you want. Trying to
2: put fucking IVs in. I don't know, Chris, at The Nation, would that be acceptable behavior? I mean, that's what we do all the time, man. (laughs) But trying to put an IV in each other, too, Yeah, right? that's what we oh, do. Well,
0: okay. right? like we gotta, I like sometimes you like get McCormick's
2: a drip. on the drip. That's
0: what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You <laughs> put the McCormick's in the drip
1: bag, dude. You gotta oh, nice. get okay. it just right, dude.
0: You gotta yeah. mainline that shit. <laughs>
1: yeah, that shows that shows some of her fucked up mentality though, because probably some of the reason that she's doing this shit, showing up early, staying late, and shit, because she feels like y'all can't do the job right. I need oh, to be here like, to oh, fucking 100%, do this shit. Yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah, I can see that, but I don't know. Going in there, fucking thinking you're sober enough to do IVs, stumbling around. I mean, yeah, fucking Doctor Dunch
1: again. You know, with them parallels, that motherfucker coming pa- torn pants, all coked
2: out, I'm going to
1: do a surgery like <laughs> yeah, a mother. Right.
2: Right. Dumping a bunch of parts in and just sewing them up. <laughs> Are we done here? Yeah, if you missed our Doctor Death episode on yeah. Christopher Dunch, go check it out. One. That was a good one. Now, somehow, she's allowed to keep her job after this incident. I don't know how. Uh, she's also known to tell, as you were saying, Chris, mixed a company. She's telling these dirty-ass jokes.
1: Cuss like a sailor. Cuss, Cuss like, like a sailor. sailor.
2: <laughs> she's getting disciplined for that, but seems to you know, she not fucking fuck. get her fired. She's also talking like real loud in negative ways about her other co-workers, not <laughs> giving a old, fuck that they hear. That bitch sharing over there, you know now what? She <laughs> can't do a fucking thing today. Right. She needs to go the fuck home. <laughs> I could put an IV in a fly, by the way. <laughs> fuck I'm, all I'm you. Shit.
0: Fuck that You bitch. guys suck.
2: Look at the bruises on Chris's arm over there. <laughs> So, Janine continues to lie about herself like she did in high school, telling stories about being in a coma, that she shot her brother-in-law in in the dick. Fuck yeah.
1: shot (laughs) in the dick. After he beat
2: up her sister. What the fuck? Very fucking bossy over everybody. Arguing with the doctors, challenging them constantly. I mean, what a fucking pain in the ass. But... He Joey, did. like we've said, I mean, Peter Vronsky points out in the book, um, female serial killers, how uh, and why women become monsters. He talks about Jane Toppin and Janine Jones and a lot of these similarities, but
1: also the whole way that they were not liked by their coworkers. Yeah, and that's what we were talking about, you know, a little bit earlier is how to all the patients and everybody, they seem just fine. So you're not getting any fucking complaints coming from there but behind the scenes all your fucking coworkers are like no this person's fucking kind of despicable, hideous, not as good at their job as they probably think, you know, that's right. probably the Talking consensus. Shit. Yeah. But so there's internal fucking uh complaints coming in but there's not external so if you got external where the whole public can see what's going on right then you have to take action in that case and you're probably going to see the person get fired right but this case like we saw with dr dunch and like they talk about with the churches and shit this was an internal problem because right. she's pissing off the people that she works with so good they're point. like oh well you know what we can do we can just relocate the problem right and that's what ends up happening exactly that's a good point man very good point now,
2: between May and December of 1981, there are 20 mysterious deaths at the Infant Intensive Care Unit. I mean, I'm never bringing a kid there, ever. No, never, ever. I would dude. not either. <laughs> Bear County Hospital. But, uh, you know, thankfully, it's a long time ago. Hopefully, they've cleaned up their act down there. Uh, these were strange cardiac arrests or what they called runaway bleeds, which is like an uncontrolled bleeding. Uh, runaway bleed, I think, would be a cool name for a band runaway bleeding, bleeding. yeah yeah
1: i think that'd be a good name for a tampon
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> maybe not i don't know. No,
3: no
2: no one realized it at first but the common factor was Janine jones on that death shift chris as you mentioned yeah the uh, death shift they the death, called it they, that they they, they call it, it the that's so shift. fucked so up, up. <laughs>
0: one of and the They made doctors, jokes about it like they they joked about it. Yeah, that's a like, fucking kids when when old Janine's working yeah. like no the big deal. Shift, like, did yeah. aren't you picking this up,
2: man? Jesus Christ! The oh, doctor, you're working with Janine. You're on the death shift. That's right, <laughs> dude. I'm tired of working the death <laughs> shift. <Yeah. to> <laughs> so, so the doctors are even raising issues with her, and she winds up resigning. But coincidentally, the deaths just stop. Huh? How'd that happen? Interesting, right? Interesting. The fuck. Now, one of the drugs she was using is called heparin, which is used for the treatment of blood clots. But in high doses, especially for an infant, this would result in those runaway bleeds like we were yeah, talking about. because your blood's not clotting. Bleeding from the eyes, the nose, all their internal organs just bleeding simultaneously. That's fucked up. I couldn't imagine being a parent. <sighs> At the no. bedside of your baby, and you're watching
0: and this that happen going and on. Like, like that watching a literal up. horror movie, basically. It's like, right?
1: Uh, what was that? I think the Beijing fucking subway bombings. And they, yeah, used, yeah. they used that. Was it ricin or. I think I can't remember. Ricin. Whatever that used know, what they, it, sure. it know? that shit to Bleeding the people. Bleeding from too. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it's
2: like Ebola. That's how they die with that too. They bleed from everywhere. It's so fucked fucking up. horrible. Another one that she did, uh drug that she used was succinylcholine which is a drug that relaxes muscles during surgery or when a patient needs to be intubated. Um, they, they
1: also use the drug during lethal injections, Right. That's true. It's one it, of the drugs they to use. To relax the body. The, yeah, the relax the body and, and, yeah. yeah, and I uh, said something to Stephanie about it. She was saying how she read something about how there was a shortage of it, so that's why they couldn't do as many lethal injections as they probably wanted to. right? Because uh, re- Janine Jones recently. was using it. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> she was buying that shit on eBay. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, succinylcholine uh, drug was one that she was using as well. So this would stop their breathing. By shutting down the diaphragm, so a horrible suffocation. I mean, unfucking believable. She's doing this to infants in an intensive care unit, just off the charts, fucked up. So, Chris, she quits this job, yeah, over the accusations, and finds another one with the pediatrician in Kerrville, Texas.
0: And so. so, like, uh, but like, the, just like fucking uh, Dunch, like she was getting like positive. Feedback to these new places from the old places. Yeah, recommendations are, Yeah, reg- Yeah, good recommendations yeah. and shit. So, like, she's just able to walk in there and do what she wants and able to keep doing what she's doing. Yeah. I mean, and she's like,
2: not going to stop.
0: And, like, a lot of her records got, like, thrown away and shit, too, because the ho- just like Dunch, the hospitals didn't want them to fucking know. They don't
2: want that liability. Yeah, they don't want know?
0: the liability like That's that. It's fucked up. It's fucking crazy.
2: Yeah, and Joey, you pointed out, too, the commonality with... With these cases we've been talking about, but also with the priests because they did the same thing, right? The church doesn't want the road, you know. So, Joey, she is soon suspected in the death of six pediatric patients, and the doctor she works for finds a missing bottle of succinylcholine with some puncture marks
1: in it. Well, what happened in this case? I got a couple things to say about this actually. With the succinylcholine, fucking um, Janine. Comes to this fucking, you know, to the lady in the first place, and she was like, oh. She was like, remember that missing bottle of chlorine I told you about before? Right. Well, I got another one to replace it. Ah. So now we have two. Ah. And she's sitting there like, well, I don't ever remember you telling me about a missing bottle. Right, I remember that, yeah. yeah. But and she it, also had never prescribed it. Right. And she's like, but it's also kind of ironic that you say this on the exact same time that I'm questioned by these authorities about possible chlorine Oh, wow. So... She ends up looking in the uh, into the fridge and finding both the bottles that they were talking about, and then she notices that one of the bottles of chlorine
3: has, has two fucking yeah. tiny
1: needle marks in it. Right. And whenever they ended up testing that, eighty percent of it was water. Yeah. Right. It was like eighty like percent. So sailing, obviously right. the other part had been used. Now, what the other thing I was going to say about this? This was classic because. I'm, I'm, like, researching this case last night, and <clears throat> since my girlfriend's in healthcare, I fucking sent her a screenshot of the bottle of succinochlorine. Yeah. I, I was like, well, you know about this product, because this is what the killer used in, a, in, in the episode that we're doing, you know? Right. We're having that conversation, whatever. So that's, yeah. like, the the first time I consciously know that word. i probably heard it before, but, like, consciously right. now I know this word. After I watched the fucking uh, episode, as I watched the forensic files too, because um, it was pretty good yeah, about it. Yeah. Uh, so that, so then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch a movie, and I end up picking out Exorcist Three. Because fucking, I'm doing horror flicks theory, so I was like trying to get some samples. Nice, that's a good one. Lo and behold, I'm watching this movie, and they start talking about one of the little kids that had died in the movie. That's like the major basis of it. That he had died with succinochlorine in his fucking system. Oh, that's fucking. And Forgot I was about like, get that. the fuck out of here! I just heard this word. Now I hear
2: it again. Crazy shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. <That's>
1: interesting.
2: <laughs> succinylcholine. definitely not a word you'd hear. No. All the time. But like we
1: said, obviously, Janine Jones, she had used this for these fucking children. Right. And now they know. Right. Yeah.
2: And like you said, the doctor never prescribed it, but yet why is
1: there needle marks in the bottom? So Jones is fine. I, d- from- I don't know. I'm just going to say, too, because I don't know if we talk about it in a little bit. But that fucking that doctor right there, she was so badass because after all this shit broke out, most of the time a practice will go under because that's and like she did go the bad rap. But she fucking held her ground. in
0: town and that same spot. And yeah. You yeah. And she, she was like, because wow. I didn't do
1: anything wrong. I
0: hired this person, Right. and that. she
1: tried and to she, stick it out. So yeah, I, I thought she thought that did this for her oh, built yeah, her yeah, shit cool. up.
2: That's, yeah. That that is cool. I'm glad she was able to do that. So she gets fired from that job. Nineteen eighty-three, a special grand jury is convened in San Antonio to investigate forty-seven suspicious deaths of children in four years at the Bear County Hospital. Another similar jury was going on in Kerr County over eight suspicious deaths involving children at the new place she was at. Um, Jones is 32 at the time and one of three special hospital employees that were brought before the grand jury to testify. At the same time, two of the nurses, including Jones, were being sued by the parents of one of the victims in like a civil suit. So she's getting hit from all directions. Uh, she is indicted in 1983 on two counts of murder in Kerr County, facing a 99 year sentence. Jones was held on a $225,000 bond.
1: 99 years, yeah, that's, that's deeper love. than dead, right there. That is deeper <laughs> than dead for sure, yes. Uh, Plus she
2: got the
0: uh, other 60 for the yes, the other kid, uh can't remember his name.
2: Yeah, it was Rolando Santos. Yeah. So That's who she's it was. Yeah. in 85 she gets 99 years for the murder of Chelsea McClellan with the succinylcholine and then later she's also sentenced to 60 years that runs concurrent to the for a sentence of murder in the uh with Rolando Santos with heparin. So two different drugs, two different murders. Now Chris, I read that in 2016 she's being held at the Lane Murray Unit in Gatesville, and was up for release, but she winds up getting fucking dissed. I mean, Dude, she yeah,
0: because she was like all ready to fucking get out because uh, pe- people convicted within what was it, nineteen seventy one and nineteen eighty, whatever, had an automatic release date, like you said, due to overcrowding and shit. Yeah, so she was one of them.
2: Yeah, she got really um, lucky. So
0: she's like, she's like, fuck yeah, I'm getting out. It starts like. I'm getting out, you can't stop me. And they're like, the lawyer comes in and is like, "Uh, we got a problem. (laughs) The state's coming at you with some other fucking charges. You're going to have to be here
2: a little bit longer.
0: That's right. So guess what? She just sat there like, fuck you and got into a fight. (laughs) She flipped out.
2: Now, I know that we've been talking about Tex not being able to come on here. And I did ask him, is there anything he wanted to add? Because he knows a lot about this case. Um, and he shared this story. Said, you know, when she was getting ready to get out, or she thought she was, total pain in the ass, raising hell, real cocky. This is in 2018, and he said that when she was told, like you just said about that, she completely flips out somehow, and I don't know how, got a hold of a razor blade, and was cutting at her arms. And the guard that was in there with her fucking blasted her with fucking pepper spray in That's the face,
0: crazy. Dude. Like
2: emptied the fucking can on her, and she wouldn't stop. I mean, like it was crazy, and just flipped the fuck out. Fired her lawyer, and then eventually, <laughs> You're fired. eventually she pleads guilty to that other charge, and so yeah, she ain't going anywhere.
1: Hell yeah, she ends up in in essence with a life sentence. It, um This is crazy, she because. I can't remember what case we were just talking about, but it was one of these recent ones, too. This also fell under the fact that at this time that she did this, it was not a capital murder to kill yes. a child. Isn't that weird? Like, So she should have got fucking death penalty should for killing a kid. And nowadays, she probably would have got that. Especially but yeah, in Texas. I, would, I can't remember what that other one was we were talking about, but it was the same thing. It was like, no, it's not a capital. Oh, it
2: was Huntsman.
1: It was. It was Megan, Megan Huntsman, Huntsman yeah, in Utah. So. Which was even more recent. So this is all something new that these states have started flipping. Yeah, into. that is. Really, but really it seems odd. like fucking common sense shit. You would think.
2: I mean, my God. She's going to be eligible for parole when she's a, a, a ripe old 87, 87 years old. So man. she ain't going anywhere. Um, She's probably going to die in prison, which is a good thing. Um, She's been the subject of several documentaries. And I also read that she was the inspiration for Annie, Annie Wilkes. W- yeah, dude, I saw that too. Oh, and yeah. uh, oh, Stephen King's book, Misery. So Fuck that's pretty yeah. cool. Joey, one of the great ones. Um, interesting to find though, how writers use true crime for their ideas for fiction. And I mean, I do it and a lot of writers do it. We were talking about that before the show. Hell yeah. That's pretty cool.
1: Well, I mean, like they say, fact is stranger than fiction usually. Yeah. I mean,
2: you could go on and on about it, but you know, Psycho is from, of course, Ed Gein's story. Robert Block read it and thought, wow, that's cool. And uh, the, the the exorcism that inspired The Exorcist, yeah. which is interesting. Um, there's lots of cases like that. Oh, yeah. you know? That's It's kind of cool. Stephen King with this one, you know. Um, I also read... And an cocaine. Ex- yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mentioned that Peter Vronsky book. Love Peter Vronsky's stuff. Female Serial Killers. I have not read much of it. And on a hunch, I looked up Janine Jones in there. I'm so glad I did because there's a full section on Hell, it. Oh, yeah. Very, very cool, but he talks about this story in 1982, this Army Sergeant First Class. Gabriel Garcia was a crew chief on a medevac flight where Janine Jones was the nurse accompanying a pediatric patient. Now, he would say that he found it odd because she's using a stethoscope in a
3: a (laughs) loud-ass fucking
2: helicopter. There's no fucking way she could hear it, you know. So he knows it's bullshit. And then she's doing other things with the patient that he could tell, like, just didn't seem right if she was legitimately trying to save this kid. So he says something to her, and she just fucking snapped on him and told him basically to go fuck off. So that's crazy. I mean, uh, that this guy picked up on something ain't right with that. And so very, very interesting. Of course, later he hears about her in the trial, and... He knew that his suspicions (laughs) were right. So anything to add to this one, guys?
1: Uh, No. Something I saw on a a newscast from San Antonio I was watching, what they were talking about whenever you were saying about how she would get emotional about the, the child whenever they die or something like that. Right. But there was one instance where they were like, in the middle of that situation, and the fucking and she parents came were there. Took, she took the fucking dead baby from oh, the parents yeah. and ran down the hallway with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah dude. Like, what the fuck is <laughs> That's
3: that?
1: Up. Yeah, and I they just chalked it up that. to her just being like super emotional, but yeah. The fact is, she was just fucking crazy. Dude, off a locker,
2: uh,
0: man. See that story, like uh, when that Chelsea McLean died,
1: at like, and they were uh, taking her in the ambulance.
0: Yeah, they were taking her in the ambulance, and but. but the and doctor Dean was Jones following was him behind him. and shit. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. the only one with them in the ambulance and everything.
1: And she starts going into cardiac arrest, so they fucking stop the ambulance, right? Because the doctor's following them,
0: which is weird, dude. Why yeah. wouldn't the doctor be in the ambulance? But yeah. so yeah, the a- doctor ends up getting in the ambulance and shit with them, and they take off. And she's like yelling at the doctor and shit too, whatever. That's yeah. fucked. But man. then after after she died or whatever, like Chelsea's mom went to the uh, graveyard, and uh, Janine was there, like crying or whatever and her mom asked her what what she was doing there she said she just looked at her and just turned around and left like crazy and then shit would come up missing from up from the gravesite like all the time and shit was really weird
2: that is really fucking creepy man well i did my research for this one by watching a couple good documentaries i found on youtube i also got a lot of information on murderpedia definitely love that website Also, I mentioned the book Female Serial Killers, How and Why Women Become Monsters by Peter Vronsky. And also from talking to our buddy Tex, I was able to text Tex over the weekend as he's been busy with that manhunt.
1: Text Tex Tex, in Texas? That's
2: right. That's right. And uh, so he was very informative and, and all that. So definitely wish you were here with us, Tex. Uh, there's stuff out there on her if you want to learn more. So if you're interested in the story, there's some things out there. It's not that long ago that it happened. Now, next week, we're going to be doing a bonus episode. It's going to be Memorial Day weekend leading up to it. So, you know, give ourselves a little bit of a break, do a nice easy one. And Chris, after doing some fucking horrible mothers and all these bad... <laughs> females and babies dying and all that sort of shit. We're going to do a... Something a little fun. A little fun, exactly. Old dugout dick. It's a very interesting story about a hermit that builds a home in the side of a mountain and attracted other like-minded people to live off the grid with him. And showed him there his dick. (laughs) <laughs> Apparently, showed somebody I bet he his dug dick.
0: out some of them bitches. <laughs> so
2: it's an interesting story. I stumbled on it on YouTube. It's good stuff. You could see video of him playing his banjo and singing, and it's kind of cool. Old dugout Dick. Uh, I think it was in uh, Idaho where he was, but we'll do that one. That'll be a bonus. So we're just going to do it on that story. So it'll be a shorter episode, but it'll be fun. And we're going to do some fake commercials. We always yeah, love new that. new commercials are great. So we'll use the downtime for that so you get a little of that action coming up. So it's going to be a good one. Well, little palate cleanse after just an absolute devastating month. I felt the same way last May. It was, it was cool to do it, but at the end of it, I'm like, you know what, I'm fucking sick of these baby-killing stories. It's fucked up. All right.
1: <laughs> uh, Joey, any good page a day for us? I, got, I I was telling you guys last week, I got yeah. one page a day story, and then I have one little bonus fucking story from a fucking listener of ours. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to get into the page a day, and um, if you're a fucking regular listener, you know I was talking about last week, and this one's about the Ant Hill Kids cult. Yeah, this is a fucked up yeah, one. Yeah, this is a good story. Obviously, one that's fucking murder metal mayhem worthy. We'll do that at some point. Um, but it was cool to see fucking page a day's take on it. And like I said, it fucking basically covered a week. So anyway, we'll get into this. This is the Ant Hill kids cult as told by Myrtle Metal Mayhem through the page a day, fucking pages. Uh, so we're going to talk about this guy rock the Ralt. Uh, he was born Catholic and he was converted to seventh day Adventist in his youth. In 1977, at age 30, Thoreau decided to start a religious movement of his own. Using the sheer force of his charisma, he began recruiting people from the Seventh-day Adventist community in St. Marie-Quebec, Canada, enticing a group of about 25 adults to leave their jobs and homes and help him form a commune where they could listen to his motivational speeches and live free of sin and unity and equality. So, you know, this is late 70s. This is what people are looking for. Oh, yeah. Big time cult time. And we've already talked about before the Seventh Day Adventist. Like, that's some fucking hardcore shit. And they got some crazy beliefs. The apocalyptic shit. You're right. So he's already pulling in people that are fucking, have some pretty fucking strong beliefs, kind of way out. Anyway. Uh, So his first order of business in establishing the free living environment he promised to his followers, he forbade them from contact with their families or any members of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. So basically, all the people that they had fucking talked to up to that point, you can't fucking talk to them no more. Uh, So after cutting his fathers off from the outside world, Thoreau announced that God told him the world was going to end on February 17th,
0: 1979. Yeah, my birthday, baby. Right? Nice.
1: (laughs) And he moved the commune to St. Jogues i think that's how you say that in the remote gaspy peninsula and that's where he promises followers that they would be saved now once they're there they sat back drank all day and watched his followers build their commune and he said it was like ants building an anthill and that's why he dubbed the group the anthill kids okay uh in february 17th 1979 rolls around Nothing happened. The world did not end. (laughs) So, of course, some of the anthill kids, they begin to question Theralt's authority, and he chastises them. And he was like, uh, It's a simple miscalculation. Time on earth and in God's realm were not parallel. Of course, Uh, right, right. (laughs) So then he renames a ton of his followers with biblical names, choosing Moise or Moses for himself. And then he marries nine of the women, fathering more than 20 children with them and tying them to him in the cult. So now he's fucking building his shit up even bigger. Got fucking children involved, much like, you know, the Waco deal. Right. So it wasn't all fucking unity, elegant liberty under Thrault's reign. As his drinking worsened, he became more and more controlling, forbidding members from speaking to one another when he wasn't present. He said that they couldn't have sex without his permission, and he made all the women that he hadn't already married his concubines. So uh, all of this was nothing compared to the abuse and murder that was to come, though, in the Hill Gang. So the anthill kids, they sold baked goods in town. That's what they did, and Theralt kept all the proceeds. He controlled the cash flow through the group and subsequently how much food they were even given on a daily basis. Um, If members didn't sell enough, he would beat them with a hammer. When one woman confided to her husband that she wanted to leave the cult after Theralt punched her for taking an extra pancake at breakfast, Theralt forced the husband to cut off the woman's toe. So he ended up cutting his wife's toe off. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Crazy. yeah this fucking, is a yeah. fucked up one. Yeah, He would often sure. make cult members harm one another and sometimes themselves, in addition to the cruelty that he inflicted on them. Uh, he retained enough of his charismatic personality to convince his underfed and terrified flock that the physical and sexual abuse that he doled out to adults and children alike was meant to purify them of their sins. so They would be strong enough to survive the inevitable doomsday that was coming. Wow. It's fucking crazy. Oh, he also yeah. claimed that he was a healer and, partial to medical textbook textbooks, he started to perform his surgeries on sick members. Uh, he would inject ethanol into their stomachs and he would perform circumcisions. And it was during one of these surgeries that he would finally get his first arrest and go to prison in March of 1981. Cult member Guy Veer he brutally beat to death. Well, not yet. He brutally beat a two year old child for crying. Theralt tried to operate on the boy and then the boy ended up dying. Uh, Theralt pinned the boy's death entirely on Veer, and as punishment, he castrated Veer. So in September 1982, Theralt pleads guilty to criminal negligence for castrating Veer and was sentenced to two years in prison.
0: Jesus Christ. Veer
1: and seven other cult members were charged with criminal negligence and the death of the two year old boy. So Theralt, he's released in 1984, moves his whole commune, who basically at that time is just his wives and his kids. Right. Everybody else is pretty much split, but they go to burnt river, Ontario, Canada. Uh, a few months later, social workers begin monitoring the commune and they're concerned about the kids. I mean, there's of a fucking course, bunch yeah. of kids, you know? Yeah. So despite the death of an infant in January 85, which was attributed to crib death, um, Others say is that
0: that, like the same as Sid's basically. Right.
1: But there were people that were, that were there that said that they thought that the mother left the baby out there to fucking freeze to death outside oh, wow. because she took that over Thoralt's abuse that he would give to the kid, Oh jeez, which is just sad. As yeah. Fuck. That's fucking so, uh, but they didn't raid the commune until December. So they find 14 children between the age of five months to 16 years. They're rescued. And, uh, They reported their fucking abuse to the fucking, you know, authorities then, and they just heard all the fucking horror stories. Between 86 and 88, Thoreau's followers gave birth to nine more of his children, all of whom were taken by social services within days of their birth. So he's just fucking impregnating them nonstop, and they're fucking just, nope, you can't have these fucking kids. Um, his violent tendencies and grandiose delusions of medical knowledge, they continued to escalate. In September 88, Therall operated on Solange Ballard, an anthill kid who complained of a stomach ache. He ripped out a piece of her intestines and mutilated her body before having this other broad, Gabrielle Lavallee. She crudely stitched her up with a needle and thread. So Ballard dies the next day, and over the next four weeks, Thuralt disinterred her twice, further mutilating her body in his attempts to resurrect her. Jesus And her Christ remains Christ. were ultimately cremated after that. Ugh. Lavely herself, she was subject to harsh treatment at the commune, beatings, burns, tooth extractions. Uh, in the summer of 1989, Thoreau, Thoreau cut off her arm after Lavelli attempted to escape the commune, and then he cauterized it with a hot iron a couple weeks later. Jesus. So many members fled after this incident and Levelly was eventually able to escape and report to police what happened to her. Meanwhile, police received a tip about Ballard's murder and searched the commune. They uncovered her remains and knowing he was cornered, they're all fucking took off and he fucking went on the lamb. Wow. So after a six week week search, Thorault's taken into custody, charged with three counts of aggravated assault, one count of unlawfully causing bodily harm against Levely, and he was sentenced to twelve years in prison. Still no murder That's charges all or No like that murder charges?
0: Jesus, in nineteen ninety
1: three Thorault pleaded guilty to the second degree murder of Ballard and was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole until two thousand. And then in 2002, he was denied parole because he was considered too high risk to re-offend, and then he never applied for parole again. In 2011, Thrault's cellmate, Matthew Gerard McDonald, he stabbed Therault in the neck, killing him, then walked to the guard station, handed them the shiv, and told them, that piece of shit is down on the range. Here's the knife. I sliced him up. Uh, McDonald was already serving a life sentence for a previous murder charge, so he out. didn't yeah. give a fuck. got him. second degree and killed him. So that's the story of the anthill kids. Colt. Like I said, we'll probably do that one sometime. Oh,
2: I'm sure we will. That's definitely a disturbing one to do for
3: sure.
1: And like I said, I got one little quick fucking bonus one. Oh yeah. This is pretty classic. So we have a listener, Colton Howell, and he's, he's my buddy down in fucking Effingham. Okay. He loves our show and shit, but he hit me up. Awesome. He told me about this one. So I thought I'd share it. Uh, this is our interaction with our fucking, with our listeners. Yeah, so if y'all got some shit, tell us man. about it. Yeah. So he was like, hey, man, have you ever heard of Spade Cooley? What? Do you know <laughs> Spade Cooley? Yeah. No, I don't know this dude either. never heard of it. So he was like, and and there's a lot more than what I'm going to tell you, because I did kind of look into it, and it was like, holy fuck. But anyway, this is the rundown. He was like, he was a really popular country and western singer in the 50s. In 1961, he brutally beat his wife to death in front of their 14-year-old daughter. He pulled out a big clump of her hair, burned her nipple black with cigarettes, and raped her with a broom handle. She finally died after he stomped on her stomach three times with his boots on. He served right. eight years and was pardoned by Ronald Reagan because of powerful friends. He had a heart attack backstage at his last gig but died a millionaire. God, damn.
3: Holy that's fuck. fuck. Fucking,
1: yeah. yeah, I know. So I was like, no, I never heard that one. It was fucking cool, so I'd share it on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's interesting.
2: And, you know, it comes to mind, another listener, Justin uh, Morris. from Lexington, Il- yep. uh, Illinois, uh, Justin Morris, he said that one of his people on his truck route saw his shirt and it was a murder metal mayhem shirt but the guy thought it was a tiger king shirt oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> i was like tiger king and he's like yeah he thought chris the cowboy hat looked like tiger king so chris nice. if you never, ever you know need a job i mean that i'm might good be, i got one you could be the tiger king in the nation there so yeah but yeah yeah, so yeah chris and the big cat so i thought that was funny all right, so I think we have done our fair share of murder tonight. I think it's time to crank some fucking metal. And, Joey, what the fuck are we going to do? Let's get our metal on. Just because C.K. has passed on, he's not done educating the masses. C.K. will forever be the great metal motherfucker. We're here to stomp poser ass and eradicate the planet of their kind. CK has passed the torch to us, and we will forge the fuck on. In CK's name, we will bestow metal knowledge upon all of you. All right. The great metal motherfucker. Hell yeah. CK. Always, always good to see CCK there in the background yeah. behind you, Joey, in the pictures.
1: Always will live on. And we're
2: eating Pop Tarts, which is a tradition we have here at horns high we we have our listeners sending us popcorn uh, pop tarts but they need to get up on that joey they're not sending them in so everybody (laughs) if you're listening send us some pop tarts to murder metal mayhem p.o box 554 hayworth illinois 61745 all right tonight joey you got the horns chris did you hand them to joey
1: Pass them
2: fucking things. <laughs> Pass the horns. Three goat horns we have. Now, Joey, you got the horns, so you get them, to pick man. who
1: we're going to cover,
2: and you've got a good one for
1: us tonight. Yeah, and all of our listeners will already know fucking what's up because I've been talking about it, but uh, I'm doing uh, the band Crotch Ripper. Now, this is a band that's from a Family-friendly kind of band? Yeah. I mean... But truly, they you ever are. seen
0: somebody give birth? Shit, <laughs> <laughs> that's true.
1: But uh, so yeah, this is you know this is kind of friends of mine or really friends of mine. So it's cool to do it like that to fucking yeah, uh, put them out there. But anyway. So the band Craw Tripper from Illinois, they were formed in 2009 in Rock Island in the Quad cities that's on the uh, upper west side of fucking Illinois if you guys are fucking looking right on the fucking border with Iowa. Um, so the band started with Alex Buttright. Buttright is the original guy from Craw Tripper. He was yeah. doing music uh before that and then you know decided he wanted to do something a little heavier and that's whenever he hooked up with eric Latrol, who became the vocalist of cry tripper uh he had known eric since they was kids so that's fucking cool they had that connection um in 2010 so a year after they decided to start this project they released a split with mass murder messiah on necrotic records now mass murder messiah is also some other buddies there from up in wisconsin uh badass band fucking josh Bodie's in that band who became the vocalist for sexual atrocities um On that uh, album, they had their other homie, Carl. He did bass on that, but that was the only recording that he ever did bass. or uh, That was the only recording that he was on with Cry Trooper. Um, So after that, they put out a few demos, and then they finally came out with their first full-length album in 2015, which was titled Stalactite Cunt Shrine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh it, it's such a badass album it's so fucking good um we got ar- the banner hanging on the wall in oh, there. oh hell yeah nice <laughs> uh the artist on both that album uh and the new one actually was brad moore brad moore is an amazing artist um so that's cool that fucking they were able to keep him on yeah, doing their shit. It. uh this uh this one came out um the Selectite Sunshine came out on severed records. So step up necrotic's really good out of St. Louis Severed's a little bit bigger in the game. So that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, it was also at this time that fucking. It yeah, maybe a little bit. No, it was before this. I'm lying. Probably back in 2010. That's whenever I, f- I first remember meeting those guys and I was at fucking CIM. And I remember Alex, he was out there fucking hanging out on one of the fucking, uh, uh, fucking Stone Steps or whatever outside the Canopy Club. Yeah. And fucking, he was like, Joey. And he fucking called me over and he was like, Alex from fucking Crouch and I was like, oh, hell yeah. Nice. So anyway, fucking from that point on, like, we all became really good friends. Uh, after they put out Select High Shrine, like, we started doing a few shows together and shit. I'd go out there to the Quad Cities. It was fucking awesome. Uh, that's where I first fucking watched the Serbian film. It was me and clay <laughs> cemetery. A and of went out to Quad Cities, played a show with cry tripper. Nice. Fucking. We went back, hung out with them, like got all fucked up. They played a Serbian film. We're like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that was awesome. But we were also started doing shows at the disaster house in Rockford. Chris, he fucking that, yeah. that place, man. Um, that was up in Rockford. and It was like a punk rock fucking place. Like pretty fucking wild, but pretty cool to do fucking brutal shows. Oh like, Yeah. Uh so in 2016 they were on a three-way release that I put out on Fuck the Ass Records and it was a three-way with Crotch Ripper, Brake Fluid Injection and PTPP and it was titled Fuck What You Heard. Fuck what you heard. Fuck what you heard. <laughs> uh they had picked up a, a guy named Alec Goddard at that at that time and uh or Alec Goddard. I'm sure going to say says. is everybody in this band Alex? But it's Alec. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, but he started playing bass with them on this, uh, and I think that was the only thing that he did. But at that time, after they released that too, uh, Alex also started doing his own shows in the Quad Cities. Yeah, and he started doing Trick or Troll, which Trick or Troll is dope. Trick or Troll was was a fucking great time, like fucking you know Halloween, obviously, and dress up, just a bunch of metal. Right. Uh, There was a great mayhem story that came out of that with Chris who got escorted back to the club Um, by the police while he's bleeding with a bunch of fucking wax in his car and beer and shit. (laughs) So trick or troll, that was a good time fucking. And that was like Alex's contribution. It it was cool at the time. Like there was a few of us, uh, our buddy fat Sean was up in fucking Belvedere doing porn fields and I was doing the heart of Illinois shows and, you know, we were doing what we could to get shit going, and Greg and Murder Complex doing that. Doing bloodshed. The bloodshed, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just a cool time at that time. Um, <clears throat> so... 2017 comes around. Crotch Ripper did a split with Plague Bearer, and it was called Feast Upon the Lamb. Was, that was fucking badass. Yeah, that's what do. Uh, They did something on that split that I always wanted to do on a split, and I never did, and I was fucking jealous of them. Where instead of like, you yeah, have, okay, this band songs, and then you have that band songs, they did one of each and they fucking uh, ping ponged them off each other. So it was like Crotch Ripper, Plague Bearer, Crotch right, Ripper, hell yeah. Plague Bearer. So I was like, that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, that's cool. And I had always wanted to do that, but I never got around to it. So so, fuck them. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, in 2018, Crotch Ripper released an EP, and it was called Don't Anger the Doom God. That was a fucking badass fucking yeah, album. Yeah, that stomped, dude. Yeah, and fucking also, like I said, they played HOI. They played Heart of Illinois. They played the very first one. They played five in a row. So, out of the six Heart of Illinois I put on, they played the first five. So, that's, that's cool. fucking awesome coming down from the Quad Cities to do that. Yeah. So, now... T- Twenty Twenty Two. This is seven years after the first full length Slacktide Country came out. This year, right now, and recently, they just released their second full length. Yeah, Trolls vs. Lizards. I mean, it's a fucking great album. Oh, Again, artwork by Brad Moore. We got the poster up here. Yeah, in the, the post, poster, uh, in the, the, the artwork's incredible. Um, and you know, Tripper is just a band that's like they're trolls, and they fucking been through some shit. And they go through some shit, and you never know, like. If they're going to be fucking present or coherent, <laughs> or what they're going to do. But you know, since two thousand nine, they've been a name and a band in the That's scene. Cool, man, and if there's if that ends up fucking you know dissipating, and they do other shit, or if they don't, either way, I think Crotch Trip has been a fucking pretty badass ride up to this point. So
2: hell yeah, dude, very cool. Excellent. Well, we're going to play a little piece of that uh, interview you did with Alex. Hell yeah. About a five-minute clip of it, so here, check this out. How
1: you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Hell yeah. Fucking uh, Murder Metal Mayhem listeners once again coming at you with a new fucking interview. Uh, this time I'm sitting down with the homie Alex McFarlane from uh, various bands. Most noticeably uh, a crotch ripper in this area probably, but...
5: Uh, so how you doing? Well, uh, I'm I'm doing great, Joy. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be talking to you and everyone that listens. It's really cool.
1: Yeah man, um, obviously in this interview I'm gonna talk Cry uh, and yeah. obviously some of your other projects that you've done, you know, in more previ- in a, more recent years. But whenever you started, were you doing a band like a musical band before Cry Tripper?
5: Many. Many of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what They happening. weren't brutal metal or anything, but uh, I played in various, like, small jazz combos and, like, high school rock bands where, you know, even in elementary school, we were banging on the drums and trying to play guitar and saxophone and piano right. to like two or three of us, we'd always be jamming forever dude, yeah. it, was a, it was a thing to do man, I love music so
1: No, that's awesome, it's, since I met you basically you've been doing Cry Tripper so like that's how I knew initially uh, so yeah, I never really knew but of course, obviously I knew you did other instruments and stuff did the saxophone
5: on the new Gore album for me. Yeah, that was awesome, I like that track, thanks for letting me do that. Yeah
1: man so uh all right, so since you was doing music before that, how did Crot
5: Tripper come about? That's a it's a long story. You got a little bit of time? Sure. All right, all right. So here's, I was working at Best Buy, I was selling cameras, and my, my now good buddy, Andrew, he's selling printers, and so we're both, like, selling shit. And I come in there on my day off to get that employee discount, like, top <laughs> shelf metal record from yeah, Best yeah. Buy, you know? And uh, I came in with a Nile shirt on, and uh, he was like, Do you like that? Like, you like this shit? And I was like, Yeah, I do. No, no, I just wear the shirt, it's cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I was listening to a bunch of uh, like Children of Bodom, Nile. Um, There was a band that was a Best Buy. Like, exclusive. no, it wasn't ex- that's exclusive, <laughs> but it felt like it because I'd right. never seen anywhere else. But it's pretty mainstream, I'm a band called Torchbearer. Okay. Um, but, anyways, so I was into, like, not the underground. I didn't even know the underground fucking existed. Like, um, Nile was, like, the heaviest thing I'd ever heard at the time. So he's like, yo, um, you know, let's hang out, you know, drink some beers, um, do some other things, and listen to fucking metal and play video games. I was like, word, yeah, that sounds cool. So I go out to his house, and he's like playing the internal suffering and fucking uh, lividity and every, you know, just infernal revulsion and shit like that, uh, immortal suffering, and I'm just like, abhorrence, I'm like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) And I was like on crack at that point after that, dude, because it was... It was the coolest fucking evil, brutal shit I didn't even know existed that I fell in love with. So he got me turned into collecting CDs and shit. So then I, I was... Um, then I started trying to make metal, and I was, like, playing it for him, and he's like, you programmed the bass drum too fast. It's not that It's unnatural. <laughs> I, I was like, yeah. No, you
1: can't be thundering that hard with a fucking bass, bro. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> but, uh, so then I made that uh, Beans of Ice CD in like 2008, and I made 10 handmade copies where I drew the cover and I scanned in the computer and printed, and then cut them into the shape of the CD. So I made 10 of them, and I have two, and there's a couple at a local record store in Carbondale, Illinois, they're probably still there, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and a couple of the homies, and and then I was moving from Carbondale to uh, back home to the Quad Cities. And my boy Eric uh, Who's the vocalist of Tripper, When we were kids We used to hang out Play music all the time And he would always make The craziest sounds Like even just like reactions yeah, He'd just yeah. be like <laughs> All the time And I'm like Eric you got the, the talent To make the noises bro Like I'm, I was playing him When I was doing With Banes of Ice I was, I was like You want to do something A little heavier And so I started showing him Some of the bands That I was getting into Like Lust of Decay And shit like that And he was just as floored as I was. And, you know, we fell in love with the music. So we started jamming and making uh, the Mass Murder Messiah split, which was dope. That's awesome,
2: man. Very, very cool. And Alex, a super good dude. And so that was a great, great segment there on those guys. And you'll be able to hear the full interview that Joey did with Alex uh, tomorrow after this episode comes out. On Friday will be May. I'm losing my track of days.
1: Yeah, I can't fucking remember yeah. what the hell today. I think it'll is. It could be the 27th.
2: <laughs> um, so yeah, so Friday, the day after this one comes out, the full interview you did with Alex from Crottrip will be out okay. there. All right, Chris, yeah. what's your uh, lost classic today? I'm
0: going to 1994 to the self-titled uh, demo by Hemdale from Columbus. Oh hell yeah! Fucking just like. 13 tracks of just brutalness dude like yeah but yeah not, 1994 fucking hamdale seen them at fucking goddamn lafayette club that one year fucking we were, i was well, we were like 16 fucking yeah. whatever right but yeah dude that's some old school heavy shit right there grind yeah. gore, fucking gore fuck
2: yeah dude nice okay very cool uh what about uh what have you been listening to joey lately what about you man
1: uh actually did you tear up your list i did i tore up my list but what i've been listening (laughs) to is uh today i was playing that esophageal fucking craving delusions brutal death metal fucking super badass something else i've been listening to is this band called massacred and they got this new album out 2022 called human extermination it's really good fucking album Uh, death metal elements, a little bit of thrash, a little bit of brutal death metal. But I was fucking sharing it because I was like, oh, hell yeah, this shit's fucking hard driving. And I didn't realize it, but fucking Craig from CDN Records, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm releasing that album here in a couple months. I was like, dude, that's fucking cool as shit. So I was jamming that. Um, In the car right now, I got what I would consider one of the top five heaviest albums of all time, and that's Devourment, Molesting the Decapitated, fucking texas death metal yeah brutal as it fucking gets and then the last thing i was going to talk about is uh my buddy braxton my buddy vaughn and then they got a little project they're doing called between the killings that's coming out of comatose records yeah and i got the fucking uh uh fucking reflection of murder which is the first ep i think they're gonna do four eps all together or whatnot but i did a review on that i haven't fucking typed it up and sent it in yet but it's done and fucking because
2: yeah, you got the you get to see the or listen to the whole right right EP, yeah. yeah
1: and it doesn't come out until uh july but between the killings from fucking basically indiana like it's fucking really really fucking good shit six cool. tracks uh like i said fucking keep an eye peel because by the time this airs the review will probably be right around the corner too, awesome
2: so. awesome very cool chris what about you man Just randomness, man. Just randomness. Yep, that's cool. Just randomness. (laughs) You know, I was listening to something on uh, YouTube Music, and then it suggests you know something else, and I'd never heard of this band called Excessum. Uh, Very very cool. I think they're from Mobile, Alabama, but death metal. Um, really dig those guys. I'm just starting to listen to them, so I'm not real familiar with what they do. But what I did listen to, I liked. So it's good shit. Also, still on my Sabbath kick. Was doing some D.O. era Sabbath, some Mob Rules and Heaven and Hell and shit. Uh, live Evil, the live one, is really great. And then also today I was jamming some Dying Fetus because I picked this shirt. And I'm like, you know what? That sounds good. Fuck <laughs> like, yeah, it does. So I jammed some of that. All right. We've been talking about this bands. If you're in a band and you want us to check your stuff out, get a hold of us. Uh, either through our Facebook page or email me would be better at Pete at murder metal mayhem.com. There's no guarantee we're going to play it or do a review, but if we like it, we might and we'll get a hold of you. Maybe we'll do an interview with you. So that would be awesome. So uh, send it in. That's the only way to know. And uh, if you want to go old school, and send it in with a box of Pop Tarts. You know you could do that, <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Murder Metal Mayhem, PO Box five five four, Hayworth, Illinois six one seven four five. Uh, throw a sticker in there too if you got some, because we'll put it on the table or now the door. Hell yeah! Because the table's almost covered. full. Not much real estate left on this no, table, not at all. <laughs> but it looks cool. Hell yeah! And uh, so that's uh, always good. Throw a sticker in there if you want. All right, I'm going to have the horns next time. Now, I'm going to change it up. I have in the notes something different. I decided after Chris forged the way with doing a musician, I thought, you know, that would be kind of cool to do one myself. So I'm going to do the probably my biggest influence uh, playing bass, uh, Geezer Butler, um, Black Sabbath. He's done some other things too, of course, namely Sabbath. But... I'm going to talk about his influence on me as a bassist. Also, he wrote the lyrics for the most part of all of the Sabbath stuff and some really good lyrics at that. So uh, definitely going to do that one. Unfortunately, I don't think I can line up an interview with him. <laughs> what? I bet you can I, get that in uh, That would be interesting <laughs> to try, but, uh, but yeah, that uh, that would be an honor to talk to Geezer Butler. So that'll be cool. And that's a couple weeks away, though, because we got these bonuses coming right, up. Right, right. Um, so next week there won't be a metal segment. And then the week after that, we're doing, uh, busting out the Manson family episode we did for our Patreon listeners. That'll so, be the week after next. Yeah, so those so of you get haven't to hear heard that. that, then you go. So if you are not a Patreon member in that six, six, six club, you should be, but if you're not, you haven't heard it yet. The Patreon subscribers, it's they know all yet. about it. And we did that a few months ago, and that was a good one. So uh, Patreon, of course, only 3 bucks. So we link to that in the episode description if you want to join. We appreciate everybody that does because that helps us pay the bills over here.
1: Let me give a little fucking info on a couple of fests coming up. Yeah, please. Being in metal segment right now, fucking. We got fucking uh, the Tampa Death Fest that we keep talking about. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, the band Blasphemation that's been fucking sponsoring the fucking podcast all, all, all All month. month. Yeah um but yeah they got this fucking tampa death fest and some of the bands that's playing on that uh animals killing people which is just fucking awesome band they're headlining and then flesh hoarder out of texas Flesh hoarder, dude.
2: I was, uh, they got fucking I was...
1: chemicals coming out there also from texas thrash we've seen them yep, fucking plenty seen of times them a couple times yeah um fucking morbid saints playing blistering defilement them fucking dudes are sick cute and cuddly kittens vilas breed <laughs> Uh, rotted Remains, Carry On Curse. Just a lot of fucking really good bands playing yeah. that. So fucking that's coming up in September, fucking Tampa. Also coming up in September and fucking closer to our neck. Of oh wounds, yeah. Full Terror Soul and they fucking just Damn. dropped their third wave of announcements and Wow. I'm just going to name off some of the biggies and fucking Pig Destroyer. The big one, Suicidal Tendencies. Like, yeah, holy fuck. that's a good one. Uh, Municipal Waste, Ghoul, Angelus Apatrida, which is fucking Friends of the fucking Podcast. Yeah. Uh, yo, from Spain. Like, first time in the U.S., First time man. in the U.S., So yep. dig those guys. Uh, uh, Creeping Death those guys, from Texas. Fucking them yeah. dudes are sick. Uh, skinless is playing again. Acid Witch, No Moss, Putrid Pile, fucking Sexual Atrocities. Yeah, and then fucking I got to plug myself, but Gore. Oh yeah dude. Playing for the second time fucking full terror this. Awesome. Year. So Do you anyway, know when yes. you're playing yet? Uh not sure when but we will find out.
2: Awesome. Probably right before suicidal goes on.
1: I I bet that's <laughs> probably the truth. But yeah,
2: that would be awesome. That be the spot. I would
1: be right? like, oh fuck, here we
5: go.
2: Oh, that be shit. the spot. Yeah, that's like the time when Low Twelve played with Misery Index and Cannibal Corpse. It's yeah. like it's cool to play a show like that, but when you know what's going to come up after you, you're like, man, I better <laughs> bring it to fuck tonight. Because <laughs> man wow that new misery index the drums are straight up ridiculous man adam jarvis is so fucking good amazing great album but yeah that's cool man full terror assault coming up the first weekend in uh was it the first or second september it's the 7th through the 10th yeah okay 7th through the 10th so we'll be talking about it i'm sure but yeah but yeah that was cool they released another wave of the of the band so that's killer All right. Well, guys, we have done plenty of metal tonight. So, Chris, what the fuck do we need to do now? Let's get a mayhem on, motherfuckers.
1: Are you tired of beating your meat to the same old videos on Pornhub? Well, come on and take a trip with the Sick Ripper Van Rides and find out what love is really about in the back of our filthy rape van.
4: My girlfriend and I took a ride on Sick Ripper Van Rides and it was awesome. She got chained up and raped in the back of the van while I ate McDonald's in the passenger seat. <laughs> Sick Ripper even shot some video for us to have a lasting
3: memory the whole day.
4: Thanks. Sick Ripper! Yeah, take a ride in white trash style with Sick Ripper Van Rides! Smoke some crack with the girls, a hot to
1: strangle one with me. We'll play at that bitch at my special garden, fuck
3: yeah!
0: It was so wonderful. Punning a dead prostitute in Sick Ripper's Garden? It felt so good to recycle, let the cycle of life spread its wings. Yay!
4: Woo! Just open up your window and scream out, Sick Ripper! Today and I'll be there to pick you up for a ride you'll never forget now!
2: Oh, my fucking <laughs> God. My wow. Sick Ripper, Sick Ripper, so Ripper van rides. Wow. <laughs> Joey, that's some good stuff there, man. So fucking funny. And then me and Michael. Oh, good. The <laughs> callers. Michael's yeah. was real special. That shit so. is too much. Uh, before that, <laughs> Crotch Ripper and the song Bloodbath featuring you, Joey. So yeah.
1: Some there. So yep, very cool. off their stalactite country for the first album.
2: Awesome, and that was a great job, Joey, talking about Alex hell and Crotch
1: yeah. and hell just cool yeah. stuff, a little piece man. of that
2: interview, and the full interview tomorrow, you get to
1: hear it all. So yeah, listen to cool. it, because it gets fucking pretty way out there, so if you like some yeah. weird shit,
0: I, I got a little Mayhem story, too. Oh, hell yeah.
1: Very cool. Well,
2: we are in Mayhem, and that's when we tell us some stories, if we've got some, and Joey and Chris, you guys... Both said you have a story. I got a little so you something wanna, talking wanna about
0: Alex. I just wanted to say,
2: say it. Yeah, I just want to talk about uh, uh,
0: when Alex came down here to do the fucking interview with Joey and shit. They came over to my house or whatever. Hang, we're hanging out, got a fire going. Went over yeah. to the show back. Yeah. They went over to the nation and shit. We're fucking hanging out, got a fire going, drinking beers. This uh, uh, Alex, he he had a few. He had a few next thing oh, yeah. you know. He's Couple. laying down in my yard, dude. And I, had, I went inside, got him a blanket, just threw a blanket on because it, it was a little chilly and shit. Yeah. He's just like trolling it out, dude. Just like,
3: wow. he's just like.
0: Thanks, bro. Just laid there in the yard, covered you didn't up. piss for a in his bit. ear or anything? No, I did not piss in his ear. Passed well, out next good. to
3: the trash Bye. can. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> He's just living that troll life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Joey, what about you? Man? I mean, the ma'am I was going to talk about. I'm going to talk about sibling rivalry for a second. <laughs> Now you got way fucking, to put it. I love it. You got Chris over here. Chris for three weeks, three podcasts, he ain't had no teeth, and he's been shrug <clears throat> chu <throat> <throat> sh, sh-, sh- doing that <laughs> and now his brother Michael was so jealous of him that I can't I came walking <laughs> oh, up to no. the nation today to get Chris for the podcast. Michael's sitting out front fucking just looking miserable fucking pulls out a thing out of his mouth just covered in blood. He had got fucking like f- a quarter of his teeth ripped out the bottom fucking right half because he's getting his fucking teeth pulled out of the bottom and getting them replaced. You know what I'm saying? So oh, he's going to wow. get dentures. So he's going through that, but I'm like this motherfucker wants to be like Chris so bad. He don't want no teeth either. <laughs> oh, he wants to damn. be like his older
2: brother. He didn't do it
1: himself though, did he? Not no, this time. Not. That's, Chris, that's what my grandfather I did. I
0: didn't do it this time. No,
1: Chris, I've only done two. Chris was <laughs> his dentist for a while well, now we actually went to a real one, I guess. Right? Yeah. My
2: grandfather pulled his all his teeth out with a pair of pliers yeah. and a fucking bucket and a bottle of whiskey. Oh yeah, and just fucking ripped them out. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, I was like, fuck all that. <laughs> God damn, brutal. All right. Well, we have got a good killer cage match tonight, guys. That's where we take seventy-five killers, seventy-five objects for him to fight with. And 15 variables to throw a little fun in there. And our listeners pick random numbers, and that's how we decide who's fighting and what they're fighting with. Fuck yes. Chris, so, what do we so want tonight to say We thank got you?
0: Christy Grand, Gomo Wallbacon, and Rebecca Boomsocks. Uh, oh,
2: yeah. Then, once again, three familiar faces in there. Oh, yeah. So thank you guys. And we got a good one going down tonight, Joey. Who's fighting to the death? <laughs>
1: All right, so tonight we got fucking the Cream City Cannibal himself, Jeffrey Dahmer. He will Hell fucking yeah. lobotomize you, and he's gonna go up against the mob hitman. Whack 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 <laughs> whack whack. Brutal
2: shit. Hell yeah! So this is a very interesting matchup. I don't think we've had whack whack in the I don't um, think so Killer Cage before. So this is brutal. But Dahmer. Has got his fucking work cut out for him. But Chris, we're making it interesting with a couple of very funny objects here.
0: Uh, So tonight they got they got themselves a foot long vibrator. That's a okay. That's pretty. uh, Nobody said anything about girth or anything, just the length. So like, goddamn, (laughs) foot (laughs) long could be like a a straw. (laughs) It could be a straw. It could. It could could be like a two liter uh, bottle of fucking coke. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. And they also got a a hot poker.
2: Ooh! Like, how hot is it? I don't know. It's hot. It's (laughs) It's going to stay hot through
1: the whole match.
2: And the variable, (laughs) Joey, what the fuck's the deal with this one, Uh, man?
1: uh, From fucking Sunnyvale and fucking Trailer Park Boys, we got Bubbles himself. But he's got a... Horrible case of the crab. You know how uh, much bubbles flips out. That. He flips
2: out at that. So <laughs> that was such a great episode when he's in the laundry Yeah,
0: dude, he's got the hazmat suit on. <laughs> the shop. cops come in there and take him out.
2: <laughs> then he's all jacked off, and then they go steal like all those gallon jugs of fucking <laughs> the crab shampoo. What the fuck? All right, they so gave we, the boner pills, delay, right? <laughs> So we got Dahmer and Whack Whack going at it in a steel cage to the death with a foot long vibrator, a hot poker, and bubbles with a terrible case of the crabs. What the fuck, Chris? Where do we even start with this?
0: I don't know. I'm fucking lost on this one. Bubbles is just too worried about getting himself fucking. Yeah, clean. I, don't I don't see Bubbles think, doing a whole lot. He's not much of the equation, dude. Like he, he's
2: like jumping around, scratching himself, jumping around, he's taking jump, around.
0: <laughs> jump, jump. He's taking everything to the laundromat, like you said. Like no, I ain't fucking. I ain't fucking around with these dudes. Yeah, I got Bubbles these is goddamn, out of the picture. I got these goddamn crabs on me. I need to get rid of them. Thanks a lot, Ricky. <laughs> So yeah. So then after that, I guess uh Wack's gonna physically beat the shit out of
2: fucking Dahmer. No, I think what. so too. Like, I don't think real. Dahmer stands a chance like, with this dude,
0: man. Wack can tell he's fucking a homosexual he don't he's whack-whack. He's a gangster. He don't like that shit. So no. he's like he just grabs the poker and just starts. Pushing him back with the poker, like, corralling him and shit. Takes a fucking dildo and just, like, sodomizes the shit out of Dahmer with it. And just, like, leaves him for dead. He's like, that's what you deserve.
1: I'm giving it to Whack Whack. Okay. Joey? Uh, What I think is going to happen is... uh, I mean, like Chris said, fucking Whack Whack physically is probably going to fucking take Dahmer. So it's going to come down to all these fucking weapons and shit. Especially if he's got that hot poker. Yeah. So now, well... Or even the vibrator, either way. See now that's a bludgeon. Once the bell rings, fucking Dahmer goes for the only thing he knows and that's Dick. So he (laughs) fucking grabs that fucking dildo. He's like that's that was just instinct. He reaches out in his right. hands a dick thank you very he was much. Like, yeah, yeah. thank you very much so he grabs that. that at the same time fucking he got whack like he's like oh fuck yeah he's gonna go grab that fucking hot poker but lo and behold right before he could fucking put his hands on the poker bubbles comes from behind grabs it and starts fucking cramming that hot poker into his own groin to oh, kill those crabs because <laughs> oh, he's wow. so fucking pissed about the <laughs> so goddamn <now> <laughs> crabs and he ends up, up fucking hair. killing himself and wasting the hot poker so now fucking whack-whacks over here just so fucking confused what the fuck happened to my fucking weapon <laughs> so Dahmer's fucking swinging that fucking has got that dildo and he's like okay now i'm about to teach you a thing or two i've been watching exorcist 3 all day <laughs> he fucking goes up and he gets whack whack because whack whack guy's fucking weapon taken at the last second all right okay i like it interesting I like it. interesting whack
2: whack yeah i think <laughs> physically i think whack whack's beating him down for sure but i think it's all depends on who gets to that poker first oh, yeah. because man that would be one hell of a weapon to be getting swung at you and then burned if it stays hot the whole time Shit, yeah that would be brutal, but I think Bubbles jumping up and down, scratching his shit. <laughs> I like Joey's take on I it. I do though, like with the Burning <laughs> the poker, burning the crabs at the poker. I don't even want to think about how bad that would fucking smell. But uh, anyway. Oh, man, that'd be fucking, Part of the fun
1: A Killer Cage match is it probably Thin, smell Batonies better Thinies than this fucking shed full of cat piss. <laughs>
2: oh, I guarantee it smells better than a shed full of cat piss. God God
1: damn.
2: <laughs> All right, a quick update on the writing stuff. I've been getting a lot of listeners contacting me about the book, uh, "Deeper Than Dead," just coming out here. I'm reading it now.
1: I'm I'm in route. Are
2: you really? Yeah, yeah,
1: I've been. I'm probably like a third of the way through. Oh, cool.
2: What do you think? I'm digging it. Digging it. Deeper than dead. Cool, cool. Well, it's got ten parts plus a bonus, uh, which is the after hours at the Inferno Lounge. And so I've been getting some really positive reader feedback so far. So that's awesome. So thank you. DeeperThanDead.com is the website. It basically leads to the Facebook page. But here, once our new website's all redone, uh, it'll go to a special page on my website. That'll be all about the series and this first one that just comes out. Um, Some of the updates, some of the backstory, the artwork, some examples of the cool Brian usual did such a great job with the artwork on this one so really good stuff and uh having some (laughs) these fucking posters i'm waiting (laughs) on i told the story about the first place and the poster showed up damaged anyway i got a new place doing them and they're coming from fucking germany (laughs) which i didn't know that when i ordered them because the company's out of fucking delaware (laughs) for fuck's sake so they were stuck in customs, and now they're in Memphis, still stuck in some custom hell. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Every but hell FedEx is, every needs hell to get them is, Every
0: person's hell is custom, dude. Apparently, Walking I'm just getting in sick and
2: tired of this. Yeah. So, because we got orders for posters, <laughs> these deeper than dead posters are sick. 18 by 24. All the art pieces are on the poster. Really looks great. So I'm anxious to get them. Now we're in Hayworth
1: looking like some schmucks. Can't even give the people the goddamn posters. That's
2: right. That's right. So uh, we'll have all that. And then also I'm uh, working on a short story. I've mentioned this. I'm doing a sequel to the 666 Express. If you heard that uh, last – was that last – I can't remember when we released that. It was I Christmas. Remember. I, I mean, almost
1: want to say it was a Christmas before. It
2: might have been the Christmas before, but we did the the audio yeah. of the Six 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 Express. it was Express. definitely not this past Christmas. Because you yeah. did
1: the wreath. Yeah.
2: It did the wreath the one before that.
1: But the, and then didn't you bring it back last year though?
2: I think I might have, yeah. I yeah. think I think you're right. So anyway, the Six 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 Express where me, you, uh me and you guys and CK were all on this train. It's oh, kind of yeah. crazy. Uh, but if you missed it, go listen to that because it's cool. We all do our voices, and then Tucker, Brad Tucker, did the narrative. It just does such a great job. And now this follow-up. So we all die in the 666 Express, but we come back for the sequel. It's like kind of like Kenny in South Park, you know? Yeah,
0: right, right. It'll go with so that. we're always here for the new. We're episode. in a
2: new scenario now in New York City subways, and this one's called Create the Chaos. And it's pretty badass, and we're joined by Sean from In Malice's Wake. Sean Ferrugi is coming over from Australia, and we're going to have him doing the voice of his character, and we're going to do our voices again. So we're going to record the audio of that. And then I'm also going to release both stories together in a special printed book with Brian Usual doing the artwork And then both stories in there and also looking at possibly including a CD with that, with both of the audio versions of the story. So you get the whole thing. So lots of cool things going on with the writing. So thanks to everybody that's a listener that likes that stuff as well. I know it's not for everybody, but those of you that do, if you like, you know, Stephen King, Clive Barker, Lovecraft, Poe, shit like that. That's my thing. So, uh. So check it out. Uh, the new website we've been talking about, hoping to have it done by the end of the month. Uh, Jeremy Babin's doing a great job. He's, he's working on the podcast side of it now. And then the web store will be the last thing. And then it'll be launched. So we'll keep you posted. Also, our YouTube uh, channel, subscribe to that. You get the uh, notifications coming in when we update the content. We've been doing that. Some good videos on there, some interviews and uh, some funny just outtakes and shit like that and getting ready to put on there the uh, audio and video of the lividity segment that you did, Fuck Joey, yeah. for uh, me- the metal segment a couple episodes ago. So that uh, that was uh, that's going to be the next thing that comes up. All right. Well, I think we have done plenty of mayhem tonight, boys. So let's hit that fucking outro. If sights unseen,
3: luxury exceeds, and while our wealth
4: decreases, this land is yours to reap. Where human life is always dead.
2: god almighty man misery index it. the new one complete control that was the song necessary suffering so fucking brutal
1: fucking drums are insane adam jarvis yeah, yeah.
2: man i will i watched the drum playthrough <sighs> for not this album the one before it yeah. oh my god i mean that's a treat to watch a drum th- playthrough that he does of one of his Dude, songs I, I like watching like drum playthroughs a lot those man. are cool it's, it's like
0: holy fuck you watch them play like they're fucking they're double kick that's oh my yeah God. we and watched the blast one beats
2: and shit dude we watched one uh for Angelus Apatrida and he's a really good drummer but jenny you know she's not a metalhead right and i was watching and she was just like holy crap like i never realized like that's all what they're doing back there and i'm like oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah it's it. crazy and this guy's good but not on the level of like this adam jarvis right. shit like or that dude from Lust of Decay. What yeah. was that guy's name?
1: Jordan Varilla.
2: Oh, my yeah. fucking God, man. Wow. Yeah, I got to stand, like, side stage at a yeah. couple of those CIMs, and that was ridiculous, man. Like, wow.
0: I seen a couple of uh, drum playthroughs. Uh, the dude from uh, fucking Infant Annihilator, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. He's insane, too. Uh, yeah, that's Last cool.
1: time fucking... When Misery and Dex played Full Terror, like, yeah, I just fucking sat back and watched Jarvis fucking. Just oh, it's Dude, unreal. that's
0: always been my thing, though. Like, I watch drummers a lot. Yeah. I mean, it probably has a lot to do with, like, back in, like, the low 12 Sedition days and shit. Right. I was basically Craig's roadie. So I was, like, watching him play drums all right, the time. Right. So, like, yeah. I was, all
2: drums and shit. Yeah, no, it's cool. I like watching the bass play, I can't play it for, for like, death. Yeah. Like, always wonder, like, how does he do that? You know? And it's like, oh, shit, that's how he's playing that? You know, that's kind of cool, you know? All right. Well, that was Wicked. And uh, bumper music tonight, Joey. Who did we play?
1: Played fucking Crotch Ripper, Misery Index, and Jungle Rot.
2: Hell, yeah. Chris, that metal segment oh, yeah. intro music. Fucking cri- six always. <laughs> I can Dude. Dude, I can hear <laughs> it better. <back>. Dude. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Tomorrow, Chris, tomorrow. Tomorrow, man. Uh, murder Christ. Metal
2: Mayhem intro music by Low Fucking 12, of course. Uh, thanks to all you guys listening. Oh, I wanted to mention that. A listener sent a message, uh, met an email to me and said, what song is that? You guys always say it's Low 12. Chris, what song is that that we play at the beginning of oh, every that's episode? Your
0: song? That's fucking Crawl Space. Dude. Hell yeah, Crawl Space
2: about John Wayne Gacy. When we'd started doing the show, we talked about what we were going to use. And I'm like, well, we know we can use all the Low 12 stuff we want. So Chris is like, man, we ought to play Crawl Space. So like, fuck yeah. yeah, dude. That was definitely a staple in the Low 12 show. So that's the song. If you're interested to hear the full song, oh, yeah. it's out there. Uh, we actually had a fan did a video of that song that's on YouTube. If you want to watch that, it's kind of cool. All right, thanks to everybody out there listening. We keep seeing those numbers rolling in, and we just really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you all. Everything. I mean, you guys make this fun to do, and just keep telling your friends about it. Um, And, you know, these last four years have been a blast, and we just genuinely enjoy doing this. I know you can tell that from listening. But there's no fakeness here. It's all legit, just having You're a good time. You're all
4: bunch of fucking slaves. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Chris, what about that first commenter there? Uh, we got Paul D'Angelo says, uh,
0: I just heard about you from a friend at work, and I can't stop listening now. I'm in Manchester, England, and oh, yeah. I've been a metal fan for 40 years. I love the way you discuss true crime and metal. The Denny episode was fucking great. Well, fucking thank you, Paul,
1: dude. Oh, thanks for yeah. listening, man. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Uh, Joey, what about that second one? Uh, Doris Jennings, 3453, said, I really like the episode you did on Megan Huntsman, and also the one on Dirty Gertie. <laughs> Both of them bitches need to ride in hell. Those commercials you guys do are really funny, and the karaoke shit is too. I listened to you from Phoenix, but I'm originally from El Paso. Oh, yeah. El Paso, Illinois. I was going to say, Paso, El Paso is Paso, like, yeah. Yeah. El Paso's yeah. not yeah. that far. It could, yeah. could
0: be
2: very far apart. <laughs> But that's cool. Thank you, Doris. I've uh, got one here, Alton, with a forty-five. I like that. Commented, "You guys are the best." I've been listening since twenty nineteen. Wow, that's cool. And you guys helped get me through the pandemic, laughing my ass off. That's really cool. I think my neighbors think I'm nuts. I love the hmm. interview Joey did with Von Young. I've been a fan of his for years. I'm from Rockford, so oh, yeah. fucking right, Very Illinois, cool. living it up. And Chris, what about the last one? Oh,
0: we got Ken Griffith, like Ken Griffith Jr. I don't know. (laughs) uh,
2: Ken
0: uh, Ken Griffith says, uh, loving Deeper Than Dead so far, Pete. I'm about halfway through, and it's probably the best book I've read in years. Wow. Fucking
2: right, dude. Thanks, Ken. I appreciate that very much. All right. You could pick up Deeper Than Dead by going to deeperthandead.com and get your copy. We have the Infernal Deluxe Edition in full color. Which is eight and a half by 11 in size on high quality paper. And also the standard paperback size in black and white with some wicked full size posters when they get here. Whenever they fucking show up. God (laughs) almighty. Those of you that ordered it, I appreciate your patience. Everybody's been totally cool. You guys know what's up. As soon as I get them, so will you. Uh, But deeperthandead.com. A big thanks to the guys in Blasphemation. That's really cool. They sponsored us for the month so of May, so thank out. you guys, uh, from Tampa, out. Florida, and that big uh, Tampa Death Fest going on September 30th through October 2nd at the their Brass new, Mug. Their new full-length coming up, Phantasmagor
0: oh, yeah. Beyond Strange. Fucking yeah, that's fucking sick. That We've already out.
2: played a couple cuts from that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, So really wicked shit, so uh, appreciate it, guys, very, very much, and we'll link to them in the episode description, and support the Underground, buy some merch. You know, that helps these bands get, you know, through, you know, gets from place to place because gas is just fucking out of control. I can't imagine, you know, trying to fill up a van, pulling a trailer nowadays. Oh, my God. So, Uh uh, MurderMetalMayhem.com to listen to all the past episodes. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And on any platform you listen, if you can leave a comment or rate it or anything like that, it helps. Help out, dude. So thank you very much. And you can support the show by going to patreon.com slash murder metal mayhem. Join that 666 club. Get fucking episodes early. You get all the bonus content
0: that we don't give to other people.
2: That's right. And uh, you get discounts on merch and just $3 a month. That's all it is and you can be a Patreon supporter, and we appreciate that for those of you that already do. Uh, Can't let him go without hearing a karaoke song. This is a blast from the past. This is one Tex told me was his favorite, so I'm playing this for Tex. So crank it up, and until next time, keep one foot in the gutter. And just don't kill babies, please. Please. I hopped up the plane
4: Yet with the dream in my cardigan Welcome to the land of fame excess Am I gonna fit in? Trip to the camp, here I am for the first time Look to my right and I see the Hayward sign This is all so crazy Everybody seems so famous I tell my tummy's turning and I'm feeling kinda homesick Too much pressure and I'm nervous And when the taxi man turned on the radio a creator, on, a creator song was on A creator song was on A creator song was on So I put my hands up to play my song The butterflies fly away I'm nodding my head like yeah Moving my hips like yeah Got my hands up to play my song They know I'm gonna be okay yeah! It's a party in the USA! Yeah! It's a party in the USA! Get to the club in my taxi cab, everybody's looking at me now! Like, who's that dude that's rocking kicks? He's gotta be from out of town! So hard with the points on around me! It's definitely like a horn tie party! Cause all I see are fucking posers! I guess I never got the memo! Me turning and I'm feeling kinda of homesick Too much pressure and I'm nervous And when the DJ dropped my favorite tune And a harlot song was on A harlot song was on A harlot song was on So I put my hands up The play of my song The butterflies fly away I'm not in my head like yeah Moving my hips like yeah Got my hands up The play in my song You know they're gonna be okay yeah! It's a party in the USA! Yeah! It's a party in the USA! Feel like I've been on, on a flight! Flight! Back to my hometown tonight! tonight. Something stops me every time! Every, every fucking time! The DJ plays my song and I feel alright! Yeah! Hands up to play in my song, butterflies fly away. I'm not in my head right here, but in my hips like, yeah. My hey, hands up to play in my song, and now I'm gonna be okay. Yeah! It's a party in the USA. Yeah! It's a party in the USA. So I put my hands up, play in my song, butterflies fly away. Not in my head like yeah, Move in my hips like yeah, got my hands up to play my song, and I'm gonna be okay, yeah, it's a party in the USA, yeah, it's a party in the USA, fuck yeah, three years, murder
3: metal mayhem. Mother, mother, man.